Welcome to the scene. This is Screen Time. My name is David Chu, and I am a lover of film and pop culture. I am a theatre student here at UNE, and I'm collaborating with Belgrave Cinema and tuned to bring you this show. Screen Time is essentially a program where I review films that are showing in Belgrave and talk and discuss and opinionate. It's time. I don't know what time it is, but it's time. It's time to listen to me, the host of Screen Time, talk about another movie. I hope you're strapped to something for the next 20 minutes of your life. Today, up on screen, we have an animated movie by one of the three titans of Western animation, in my personal opinion. Migration from Illumination. This film is an animation action adventure. Boy, does it deliver. This film is directed and written by Benjamin Renner with Gilo Holmesy as a fellow director and Mike White as a fellow writer. Each are now a part of Illumination's history. Benjamin here is relatively new with around four projects under his name. Perhaps you've heard of Ernest and Celine or A Mouse's Tale. Gilo has been around a little longer, participating in the creation of the Lorax, and two Despicable Me's. Mike has School of Rock and Pitch Perfect 3 on his roster. We have a wide variety here for experiences. Perhaps that will work for the movie. So this movie is about migrating. I'm sure no one saw that coming. We have a family of ducks. Mac is the cautious father. Pam is the optimistic mother. And they have an older son named Dax, who wants to see the world. And a younger daughter named Gwen, who is emotionally manipulative and slightly unhinged and can't keep secrets. Along with the main family, we have Uncle Dan, who just likes being alone and is a bit of a deadbeat. These five ducks leave their pond to migrate to Jamaica. Because Pam wants to see the world, Dax likes a girl, and Gwen is just on their side. Poor Mac must decide to leave his home and migrate. Through their journey, they meet colourful characters and places, such as Chump and Delroy. Will they make it to Jamaica? I hope so. Now the cast of this film, we have Kumail Nanjiani as Mac, Elizabeth Banks as Pam, Casper Jennings as Dax, Tracy Gazal as Gwen, Danny DeVito as Uncle Dan, Keegan-Michael Key as Delroy, and Aquafina as Chump. Is it just me, or has she played a lot of animals as of late? So for the world of this film, We have varying environments, real places. They all look ridiculously good. It's been a while since an animated film environment took my breath away. To be clear, this is a silly fun film about migration, family, and silly characters. I was just enjoying the environment. First, let me talk about these birds. When they were in the sky. There was a whole scene where they were playing with the clouds. The clouds looked fluffy and soft. And in the past, 
I used to really like the idea of playing with clouds, but every time I see clouds in the media, of any sort, the clouds are stale and uninteresting. Not here. I felt childlike joy looking at these clouds. I wanted to throw clouds. Some media equate clouds to snow. This movie made that true. My heart. The Duck family also ended up in New York. There were tall buildings, ships. It was cloudy, and then it was not, and we saw it in both the day and night. Cars and people everywhere. Somehow everything was unique. Every person, every vehicle, all unique. The reflections of the ducks were also shown on the buildings and felt very alive. I enjoyed that a lot, for sure. There was almost too much detail. I can respect it, though. Let me say, the environment, every detail everywhere was high definition. The world was full. It almost as if every part of the environment told a bit of a story. I miss that in movies, not gonna lie. As for the scenes in this film, I want to talk about one scene that was low-key scary, and one scene that was, for me, majorly cringe. So first, when the ducks start their journey, they are caught in the rain and are hiding under a very small shelter. It's not looking hunky-dory. Then a very old heron comes out of nowhere and invites them to come stay the night at this very old shack that has holes and is roughly a foot or two filled with water. So at the start of the movie, Mac was warning his kids about how herons kill ducks. He was doing this in the form of a story. Pam was doing her best to make sure Mac didn't go too overboard with the story. So basically this heron is their story villain come to life. It is also clear that this old heron they meet is borderline insane and quite senile. And throughout the entire scene, it's implied that her husband killed many things, and now it is her turn to bring food home for them. She also gives them a bed that is literally a frying pan for food. Not a drying pan. It had the skeleton corpse of a fish. The ducks try to escape, and she appears to attack them. This whole scene was a mixture of horror and comedy. There are many nuances. Trust. The other scene is when Mac and Pam are trying to escape a restaurant, where the chef is trying to kill them. The restaurant was fancy and full of guests, who started to salsa dance because music. To escape, they had to tango to not get stomped on by the humans. salsa This scene for me was very, very cringe. Like, legitimately, the only thing that caused me to cringe, and I semi-dislike about the scenes and this movie. It comes back later, because story, and I do respect that. But still, I suppose there was a romantic element to it. Normally, I would love a bit of romance, but I don't know. Musically speaking, the score was composed by John Powell. Wonderful job. I enjoyed it a lot. The music seemed to sync well with every scene. He has a reputation for composing great music, and migration is no different. When they first take flight, when they reach Jamaica, all the music felt like it had a whimsical aspect to it. Adventury. 
except when their lives were in danger. But other than that, very whimsical and enjoyable, perhaps even authentic. In most films, I don't know if I trust how the soundtrack is composed, most likely on a soundboard or program. I prefer classic, authentic instruments. If it isn't authentic this time, then they did it too well. I was drawn, and so will you. It definitely helped the atmosphere of the film. If you weren't immediately vibing, I'm a little concerned. I recommend Survivor, the migration version. The original by Destiny's Child isn't too bad either, though. I just think the migration version is my preference. It almost gave me chills. Almost. Specifically, look out for the score when they reach Jamaica. It's good fun. I wouldn't say the music was life-altering, but you never know. If you want life-altering music, I suggest the Bad Guys movie. Now trope time. We have some good ones this time around. We have be careful of what you wish for and the annoying younger sibling and the speechless. Be careful of what you wish for comes in the form of Mac and Pam getting captured along with some other birds and Dax and Gwen are left behind. The chef has had enough of the family, essentially being pests, and technically they were kind of pests to the chef. It was a long journey, and now all seemed lost. Dax had also got his wings damaged for not listening to Mac. You could say that wishing for migration is leading them to their deaths. I'm usually a fan of this trope, because no matter how it's spun, I'm happy that it works out, or I'm happy they got what's coming definitely adds some fun, extra time, to the film. Usually it also shows how each character has grown, or will grow. Dax gets new wings, and the dance comes back. The annoying youngest sibling is Gwen. As I mentioned, she is unhinged. Emotional manipulation to get Mac to take everyone on migration, and for Uncle Dan to join. She's literally the sole reason he does. She embarrasses Dax whenever she has the chance, whether it be saying he wants to marry this girl or some other thing. She is also incredibly violent when she is in the duck pool. It was funny as heck. I'm sure many people have had similar or relatable situations. All the while, Gwen is being adorable. So many of the gags, I love that, came from Gwen. In a a way, way... It is always funny seeing minor family dramas. Lastly, it's speechless. Only the animals could talk. Except for like one human, and that sort of doesn't count. It was the singer for Survivor. Listen, it's fine. It is an okay trope. It should really be expected in an animal movie, more often. It was kind of crazy now that I think about it. The animals seem to understand humans a lot in other films, when they probably shouldn't. Also, there was, like, not a singular other animal in this film that wasn't some sort of bird. Seems only birds exist in this world. The acting was great. I heard the emotions loud and clear. Kumail as Mac really shone as the caring and cautious father that he was. Supportive and loving. 
when he was telling off Dax and then immediately switched to tired and sorry. As Elizabeth, as Pam, Sean as the dreaming and positive wife, who was supporting and loving of her family too. The almost airy attitude was great for when she lost hope in the helicopter. It was emotionally strong, for, for sure. Casper's sure. Dax definitely felt like a kid, trying to prove himself and do more than what his father wanted. It was almost annoying, which is great. It proves something. Tracy, as Gwen, is amazingly funny and chaotic. Like I mentioned before, I laughed a lot and enjoyed the chaos. She was a pain in the neck and adorable the entire time. Gremlin energy. Danny, as Uncle Dan, shone less than the main four. It was still enjoyable to watch, for sure. He was a good deadbeat uncle. And when he came to care for the rest of the family, he became a part of them. The spoken words leading up to here really showed the change. The other characters were fun as well, and were great. Very cartoony fun. If they weren't slightly overdoing it, then it would have been no fun. So in saying that, everyone was great because of the slight overacting. That is how anime movies are, though. The Jamaican accent was a little off, in my opinion, but I could be wrong. Either way, watch out for Delroy. Messages in this film. Don't be scared, and see the world. In this film, it is essentially the same thing, but I'm going to split the two. Fear is unpleasant. Often strong emotions caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. Mac has fears of the outside world, of the pond, and overcomes them for his family. Everyone has fear. If you think you don't, well, it is simply possible you are unaware of it. Sometimes fears are created. Either way, you may choose to face your fears or don't. You eventually have to. Whether it be spiders or heights or the moment a piano falls from the sky in your area. It's okay to have fear. Just don't let it control you. And if you beat it, that is even better. You're growing and improving. Of course, it is still alright to be scared. The world is amazing. The world is terrible. These are statements that are polar opposites of each other. This is essentially Mac and Pam on a lighter scale. That's just how they are. More often than not, I see in people that they view the world in one very positive or one very negative scope. I personally hate it. It's not always one or the other. The world has nuances. The world has depth, personality, potential, and more. I think it is very close-minded to have just the one perspective. See the world and become aware of other perspectives. Experience what others experience. Enjoy the many possibilities out there. Our world is minuscule in comparison to space. Your world is minuscule in comparison to the world. It's fine if you don't want to see the world. Just make sure you are aware. I am sure people want to eat foods they haven't eaten before. 
see places they've never seen before, and do things they've never done before. The animation in this film is constantly amazing. There was a ridiculous amount of movement, constantly, from people to vehicles to other birds to just random other things happening. All of it was smooth and in 3D. It was constantly great to watch. I 100% understand if some would get movement sick. There was a whole scene where the family nearly got wrecked in New York. Almost on par with Spider-Verse. Almost. This is just the movement. The characters and environment constantly felt alive. It's almost difficult to tell in other movies if an animated movie can make certain things feel more alive. I am concerned. This film also has a short at the start with Vector from Despicable Me on the moon. It is a fun surprise, and I love Despicable Me. It's basically his attempt to escape the moon. In terms of reviews, from critics we have 6 to 7 for this film. Critics are saying, Good family fun, but is a little dark with all its migration jeopardy. A wonderfully colourful and entertaining delight. Migration never goes above average, but it's the best average it can be. This movie is the punishment I deserve for loving minions. Seems there is quite a bit more variance from what I am seeing. But this is what you get. From audiences, we have 8 to 9 out of 10. I agree, I think. Audiences are saying, We loved the movie. It was cute and funny. The 3D version was outstanding. The plot was engaging and meaningful. Very cute movie. As an adult, I enjoyed it. Took my three-year-old grandson, although he enjoyed it. He was too young to sit through the whole movie. Loved it. Entertaining with a lot of twists and turns. For me, I loved this film. I love the amount of detail in every scene. The characters were funny and likable. The animation was great. The quality and everything was adorable. 8.5 out of 10. 9 if this was the only movie I watched this year. Movie quote of the week. Tail for torsion, wing deployment, let's fly. Thank you, Belgrave Cinema. If you feel like enjoying a movie, why don't you pop down? 145 Dumeric Street. Students get cheaper tickets. If you love movies, there's a Belgrave Plus membership that you can get to have cheaper tickets for a year. I'll see you all again next week. This was Screen Time on Tune 106.9, going to the credits.